fathers are in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Any time the fathers come around, they come with blessings and gifts. Hallelujah. So, I'm, so, so in fact, I, I, I'm trusting God that today somebody will receive a gift. Hallelujah. Yes, something will be activated. Hallelujah. A gift that seems to be dormant to be activated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Apostle Ashton, we are pleased to have you. Yes. You know, oh, I, uh, I thought you guys would clap for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, it's time for the word of God. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. But before we invite Apostle Ashton, he came with. I was expecting Mama, but she didn't come. Yes, sure. That's powerful. That's powerful. So uh, yes, Apostle Ashton came with um, Prophet Fanwo Bwachi. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that by a prophet, Israel was preserved. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He also came with prophet Prince Keo Abba. Hallelujah. Yes, a prophet, you are welcome. Amen. <laughs> today, today is it's a double do apostles and prophets. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, apostle and prophet. And uh, we have uh, Minister Bernard. That's um, the PA to Apostle Ashton. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, the Bible says that children are an inheritance from God. Hallelujah. And they are also a gift. Hallelujah. So Apostle Ashton came with a very powerful and beautiful gift. Hallelujah. That's Apostle's daughter. Her name is... Queen Ashton, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Zach. No, sit down. <laughs> hallelujah. And uh, please be on your feet, everybody. With a clap. Let's welcome Apostle Stephen Ashton. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody make the triumphant sound unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. We give God thanks. We thank God that we have the opportunity to be with you wonderful people. We thank God for the father of the house, Reverend Delaney. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for the work that is going on in this place. And we can do nothing but... We give God thanks. We give God praise. I 
I um I I want to be relevant. Praise God. I want the word to be relevant. Hallelujah. When I visit places, I um don't like to follow the trend. I want to be relevant. I don't want to give you a three-point sermon. I want to be relevant. Praise God. Because I know where the Lord has brought me from. Hallelujah. And when I look at each and every one of you, I see myself when I was a young boy. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm not a young boy anymore. Praise God. I'm an old man. Hallelujah. I have about eight children, and I'm a grandfather as well. Hallelujah. So we give God thanks. We give God praise. Hallelujah. And when I was a young boy, I did young boy things. I was mischievous in church, and I was a gangster out of church. And I lost my way. And I lived a life of crime longer than I've served the Lord. Praise God. My life was no good. I also was a womanizer. I was a drug dealer, and I was a drug addict, but Jesus set me free. Can we get a praise, God? Can we praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Uh, I was raised in the church. I was active in the church, but the Lord took me away. And the Lord's intentions was to destroy me, was to kill me, was to damage me. And he did a good job with it. But thank God for saving grace. Thank God for the amazing grace. The reason why I'm stood here today is because God preserved me. God protected me. God kept me. Hallelujah. So I can be stood where I am today. I can confidently say that Jesus Christ is real. I can confidently say that God will never change. For the word of God declares that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. This is a promise. The same God that rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the same God that preserved Joseph, and the same God that protected Daniel in the midst of lions and bears is the same God today. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah. God is an awesome God. It is the same God that sent Moses to, to, to Egypt and told him to set my people free. Told him to tell Pharaoh, let God's people go. It is the same God that told Moses to live his staff. And he lifted it and the seas parted. I can truly testify that that is the God I serve. Praise God. Come on somebody. Let's worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I no longer live in fear. I no longer live with addiction. I no longer live as a womanizer. I no longer live as a thief. I live as a child of God. Isn't it amazing, an amazing thing that God can transform lives of pagans? Isn't it an amazing thing that God can transform lives of juju men, of fetish priests? Isn't it an amazing thing that God can transform lives of prostitutes? Isn't it an amazing thing that God can transform lives of the mentally insane? Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
I'm so happy that I'm with you today. I'm so happy for the beautiful colors. I'm so happy for the kingdom order. I'm so happy for the remnant that is coming from this house. It is beautiful. Hallelujah. We live in a time where so many people are manipulating the body of Christ. They're manipulating them with false promises. They are manipulating them and they're telling them they're going to get their house. They're going to get their car. And they're telling people this that have never been to school. They're telling people this who've only reached JS2. They're taking their money and they're filling them with false promises. Yes, you can have faith in the house and the car, but faith comes with works. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So you can have faith that you're going to become a doctor, but without works, you'll never become a doctor. Hallelujah. You can have faith, hallelujah, that you're going to have a big house, but without works, you will never have that big house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I stand here today so proud of your leader that you guys are learning the word. Hallelujah. Because this is how we will be revolution starters. This is how we will be revivalists. You are not hidden from the word. You are not hidden from the truth. There are many that are hidden from the truth and that's why they're not free. But today I declare and decree that each and every one of you, you are free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The reason why some people just jump and scream and prophesy all day long is because you will find out that they are not academically smart. Praise God. Hallelujah. But thank God for your leader. Come and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. There are some houses that will produce planting sellers, and that's okay. Hallelujah. There are some houses that will produce Uber drivers, and that's okay. But this house is going to produce prime ministers. This house is going to produce presidents. This house is going to produce doctors. Hallelujah. This is what this house is going to do. Because the Lord came here, sent me here, brought me here, all the way from the United Kingdom to tell you that once you receive the Holy Ghost, and have an understanding of the Holy Ghost, all things will become possible. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost in action. This is what I want to talk to you about today. I'm not going to be long because we've welcomed the Holy Spirit and we've already had teachings so realistically we could just give up the gifts now we could just cast out devils and pray for the sick but you guys are so youthful you are so beautiful you are so radiant and I thank God that you are here you are in the right place and don't be fooled by the tricks and the schemes 
Be discerning to the spirit of God. Be discerning because we're living in an age where there are false Christs. Many will come in his name and we will know them not. And don't be fooled by the eyes of your natural understanding. Because it is people's natural understanding that they are being fooled by and they're being pulled to heaven. Pulled to hell, not to heaven. Hallelujah. The Jews could not even acknowledge who Jesus was. They saw him and he wasn't good enough. The way he dressed, it wasn't good enough. Hallelujah. Don't be fooled in that way. Look for the spirit behind the man and the woman. And when you see that spirit, follow it. So follow your leader. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Praise God. I want to give honor where honor is due. I want to honor our bishop, Bishop James Mensah. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Praise God. I want to honor Reverend Dr. Tete. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Praise God. I want to honor my prophets in the house. Let's thank God for the prophets in the house. Praise God. I want to honor the musicians. Let's thank God for the musicians. This house has already got a great drummer. Let's thank God for the drummer right at the back. Praise God. He is an anointed drummer. Praise God. And we thank God for our papa of the house. And the first lady. Hallelujah. We give God thanks. Holy Ghost in action. Praise God. Are we seeing action today? Or are we just witnessing Babylon? Are we seeing action today? Or is everything we see clashing symbols? What are we witnessing today with regards to action? When the Holy Ghost is in action, is it about just attending church, attending five meetings a week, speaking in tongues, jumping up and down, and singing, or is there more? This is what I want to unpick with us today in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I want to talk to you a little bit about the character of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I want to talk to you about the personality of the Holy Spirit. And I want to start from the direction of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Because when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we receive power. Praise God. And that power is not supposed to just be for you. That power is also supposed to be for those out there. Hallelujah. That power is not supposed to be locked up behind the door. Praise God. All those that pray in tongues, God bless you. But the tongue speakers, hallelujah, some people will say the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is by speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. But the Holy Spirit also gives us direction. The Holy Spirit also gives us personality. And the Holy Spirit also gives us character. But the personality and the character and the direction it is always about the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's always about serving God's common purpose. So the first one is Hosea chapter 1. 
if we can pull it up on the screen, Hosea chapter 1, looking at verse 2. Praise God. Hosea chapter 1, looking at verse 2. We're looking at direction. Hallelujah. Hosea was a prophet of God. And in verse 2, it reads, When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, the daughter of Diblam, and she conceived and bore a son. Praise God. I want us to look at the direction. Praise God. Many a times when we look at direction, we want to be directed in the direction we want to be directed in. Hallelujah. We want to go where we want to go. But when God speaks to you, God gives you directions that at times you don't want to step into. Praise God. When God gives you a direction, sometimes he gives you a direction to go to Nineveh. Sometimes he gives you a direction to go to the well. Sometimes he gives you a direction to defeat the Philistine. Sometimes he gives you a direction to serve serve for the king, for the prime minister, and he gives you a direction to accept going into the lion's den. Hallelujah. Sometimes God gives you a direction to go and defeat the Philistine. Praise God. And many a times when God gives us tough directions, we don't want to go there. Can I get a witness? Amen. When God gives us a tough direction, we don't want to go there. We want to go where it's nice. We want to go to England. We want to go to Canada. We want to go to Hollywood. But when God gives us a direction to go to Kamasi, we say, hey, hallelujah. When God gives us a direction to go to Sampa, we go, hey. If you don't know where Sampa is, it's right next to the Ivory Coast. Hallelujah. But the blessings come through being obedient to God's direction. Hallelujah. When we don't have the Holy Ghost, we don't have an understanding, a deep understanding of God's direction. We're umming and ahhing and we're saying, is it God? Isn't it God? But when you have the Holy Ghost, you go by direction. Even when God sends you to a place where you're going to be slaughtered, you go by his direction. Hallelujah. So we see in Hosea 2 that God instructs Hosea to marry a prostitute. Huh? And I've been in and out of Ghana since 2016. And I've seen many prostitutes, as young as your sisters in this church and younger, in Ghana, by Filippos, on Spintex Road. There are prostitutes. I've been to Kamasi, and God has given me direction to drive throughout Kamasi. And I've driven close to the hotels. And I have seen prostitutes as young as 12 years old. In fact, I heard a story the other day from a pastor that he went to a neighborhood to do ministry. And he was in dismay because he came across a 12-year-old mother. Hallelujah. When you have the Holy Ghost. It is inactive when you're just jumping and screaming within four walls. Hallelujah. 
the Holy Ghost gives you direction into the house of God, Ephesians 4, so your leader can equip you for the work of ministry. Hallelujah. Your leader has been given a direction. Clearly in Ephesians 4. Praise God. The direction to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Hallelujah. Jesus gave a direction in Matthew 28. To go ye therefore. Hallelujah. Making disciples. Teaching them what I taught you. Praise God. This was the direction Jesus gave his disciples. And then we see in the early book of Acts, Jesus, before he ascended into the heavens, he gave his disciples a direction. And he said, wait in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Because the promise of the comforter was about to come. And I can assure you, the direction of waiting was not to receive the Holy Ghost and just go, ba 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 Hallelujah. I can assure you the direction of them receiving the Holy Ghost was for them to be willing to be martyred. Praise God. Stephen was willing to stand up for the truth. Hallelujah. And be martyred. Praise God. The apostles were willing to stop doing everything and they gave direction to others to serve food and offer compassionate ministry. And they went under the direction to teach the people daily. And the church saw thousands being converted daily. Hallelujah. This was direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We even see in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, that God is talking. Moses is given a summary and he said, and God said, let us make man in our likeness and our image. Hallelujah. And the direction that God gave humanity was that they will have dominion and they will have the power to subdue. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our table should be fat. Our table should be full with food. Praise God. If we understand God's direction. Hallelujah. We should have so much tilapia if we understand God's direction. We should be inundated with chicken and eggs if we understand God's direction. Hallelujah. We should be overwhelmed by avocado, pear, fruit and salad if we understand God's direction concerning dominion hallelujah but unfortunately it seems like the world the sinners are obtaining wealth based upon God's initial plan concerning direction praise God but I declare and decree that we will get back to God's common plan from the book of Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. So God's plan was for Hosea to marry a harlot, a prostitute. Thank you so much. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. So Hosea, he did it. He married a prostitute. Why? 
Because God said so. And the text then says, and she bore him a son. She actually bore him about three children. She bore him a son. She bore him a daughter. And my question is, was those children Hosea's? Because this woman, she was lying with so many different men. Hallelujah. And check this out. Hosea knew she was lying with so many men, but Hosea never went AWOL on the direction of God. Absent without leave. Hallelujah. He stayed in position, despite whatever, he stayed in position to what God had directed him to do. Praise God. She was a harlot. She was promiscuous. She couldn't see what she had in front of her. But he was merciful. He was compassionate. He was faithful. He was obedient. He was loving. Praise God. May we receive that kind of direction. Hallelujah. What Jose was demonstrating was God's love to Israel. A disobedient group of people. People that experience God's undivided love and God's sincere attention. Delivering them from Egypt. But they still went back to their foreign gods. And God still loved them. God still fed them. God still clothed them. God still preserved them. God even permitted Moses to stay and he permitted Joshua to take those people that were unruly out of the desert. Hallelujah. This is how much God loves humanity. Praise God. This is direction. Some places we're directed to will be places that we will feel really uncomfortable. We will feel like, I don't want to be there. Jesus was directed to Simon's house. And when Jesus went to Simon's house, if it was any of us, we would be humiliated. Do you know the word humiliated? We would feel humiliated because it was Jewish custom that if you go to a Jewish man's house, the first thing they would do is they would kiss you on your cheeks. Jesus walked into the house of a Jewish man that knew all the prophecies of the Tanakh, that knew all about Yahweh, and Yahweh was right in front of him, and he couldn't recognize him. In fact, a commoner that is invited to that man's house, the lowest of the Jews that would be invited to that man's house, he would kiss them on their cheek. But he never did it for Jesus. And then another custom is that if you've been walking about, when you enter a Jewish man's house, they will have a bowl of water. Just like in Ghana, before you eat banku or fufu, there's a bowl of water and you wash your hands. Hallelujah. Huh? It is customary. They would bring a bowl of water to wash your feet. And they wouldn't even do that for Jesus. Hallelujah. Now when we get mistreated and humiliated, we say, I'm leaving there. Hallelujah. When the pastor takes you from being the drummer and you become the cleaner, you say, I'm not following him. I'm following the next one. Hallelujah. 
But Hosea, he stayed within the direction. And within it all, he stayed and held on to integrity. Hallelujah. Then let's look at character. Let's look at character. Romans 15 verse 5. May the God who gives you endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ had. Hallelujah. Let's look at character. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit gives us direction and the Holy Spirit gives us character. Praise God. Bless those who curse you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Judas betrayed Jesus. And there's nowhere in the text that you see Jesus wanted to strangle Judas. Hallelujah. You're betrayed. Peter denied Jesus. But there was nowhere in the text that Jesus took out a stick and beated Peter. And Thomas doubted Jesus. But there's nowhere in the text that Jesus gets a hammer and hits Thomas. May the God who gives endurance also give you that endurance in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's look at the character of Jesus again. He was being whipped and chunks of flesh was being pulled from his skin and thorns were being placed upon his head. Hallelujah. When we look at the chunks of flesh, imagine a chunk of flesh being pulled from your skin. But Jesus endured the pain. That was part of his character. Part of his DNA was to endure. Part of the DNA is to understand the endurance in long-suffering. Can I get a hallelujah? Someone say, I will endure. I will endure the pain so I can walk in the characteristics of Jesus. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. That's character. You have morals. Hallelujah. As a Christian, you have morals. When you have the Holy Ghost, you have morals. So if you're a police officer and you stop someone in their car, you don't take money off them. Praise God. Because you have morals. Amen. If you're an Uber driver and the journey is 10 CDs, you don't try and charge the person 50 CDs because they're white. You have morals. Hallelujah. You have morals. You don't look at people that are broken and poor and stretch their guts from their stomach. You have morals. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has character and has morals. Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Hallelujah. This is the character. This is the character. This is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is that you are patient, is that you are kind, is that you carry peace, is that you understand long-suffering, 
is that you are gentle. It's that you have self-control. This is the evidence, hallelujah, when someone is shouting in your face, you stay calm. You compose yourself. You take yourself away. You don't slap them and you don't retaliate with evil words. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can only accomplish these things when we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I was married before, and I'll share this testimony with you. I was married before, before my second wife. And when I got married the first time, my first wife, she was unfaithful. Praise God. That's not good though, is it? And I was a pastor, and she was sleeping with one of the brothers in the church. I remember I took her mobile phone to go somewhere whilst I left my wife in the hairdressers doing her hair and doing her nails. And I was looking on the phone, and as I looked on the phone, I started to see days worth of love books through her Facebook. It was like love stories with another man. And as I looked at it all, I was upset, but I never wanted to kill her. Hallelujah. When I looked at the text, I was like, wow, that's blah, 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 and my wife. And I never wanted to kill her. And I went back in a taxi to the hairdressers, and the taxi only took 10 minutes, but it felt like 10 hours. And I'm driving in the taxi, and I felt like the car wasn't moving. I was just on a conveyor belt. And then I got to the hairdressers, and she came out. I said, I said, blah, 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 come out. I'm not going to expose you and give names or anything. I asked her to come out at the hairdressers. And she came out, and she's like, hi, babe. <laughs> Half hair done, nails on her hand. And I said, why? She said, what? I said, why? She said, what? I showed her the phone. And it's only because we got some kids in here, I wouldn't say what was in the text. And she looked at me, and she cried. So I forgave her. Then we was at a wedding. And I'm at the wedding with my children, and she's there, and she disappears, and I'm asking people, have you seen my wife? Have you seen my wife? And people were smiling and giggling. She was in a room with another man having sex. And I forgave her. I forgave her. I never shouted at her. I never... I never swore at her. Let me tell you who I used to be. I would send a man to do another man if they owed me money. What I used to be, I used to carry knives and guns. What I used to be, I was an evil person. But Jesus changed me. If I was that man still, I would have put the woman in the boot and taken her to the woods and I would have killed her. I forgave her. And I said, we need to separate for a while because there's an issue. 
and we separated. And she phoned me a few months later and she said, can we meet up and go for a meal? And I said, yes, of course we can. We can go for that meal. And she said to me, do you know that guy, that guy at the Caribbean food place that always serves us food? I said, yes. She said, well, he was talking to me the other day and I went back to his home and I had sex with him. Do you hear me? The Holy Ghost has character. The Holy Ghost understands long-suffering. The Holy Ghost will stand with you through the fire and no speck of hair will come off your head. It was a fourth man standing in the fire. They were not willing to bow down to any Babylonian system. They were willing to go through the fire. The character of Christ must be willing to go through fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fire and trauma. You have to be willing to go through it. Because if it wasn't for Jesus going through the fire and dying and rising again, we would not be here today. Hallelujah. Someone's breakthrough will come because you've gone through the fire. Someone's breakthrough will come because you've gone through troubles. Someone's breakthrough will come because you went through nothing but difficulties and they accepted Jesus because in the midst of the difficulties, you still shun the light. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the last one is that the Holy Spirit has personality. Can I get an amen? Can we get a hallelujah? Can I have an amen? Let's thank the Lord for a doctor. Come on, Dr. Tete. Let's thank the Lord. Praise God. God bless you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit gives us personality. Hallelujah. Amen. We first of all have received direction. Someone say, I receive it. Hallelujah. We now have received character. Say, I receive it. Praise God. Huh? When Paul and Silas were imprisoned for doing no wrong, the Bible says that at the midnight hour, what did they do? What did they do? Hallelujah. This is the personality. Praise God. A personality of prayer in the midst of storms. Hallelujah. They were praying. Even when Peter was imprisoned, Peter, he was not moping, he was not weeping, he was not shouting. He was still in the presence of God, knowing whom his God was. Hallelujah. I want to prophesy to you today, and I want to tell you today. It doesn't matter, hallelujah, if you end up in the dungeon. It doesn't matter if you end up amongst the lions. It doesn't matter if you're standing in front of Goliath. The personality we have is a personality where we can endure, where we can go through, where we can conquer, where we can overcome in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we hear the story about Peter. There was a prayer meeting going on in a woman's house. And this woman, she was called Rhoda. Rhoda. 
Hallelujah. And the Bible says that whilst Peter was in the prison cell, praise God. Let me get a Peter. Praise God. Young man, come please. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for this young man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just sit there. He's in the prison cell. Just cross your legs, please. And let me get 10 people to stand in front of him. 10 people to stand in front of him. Quick, quick, quick. 10 people. 10 people. Quick, quick, quick. 10 people. Hallelujah. 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 10 people. Stand right in front of him. Hallelujah. Cram him in. Cram him in. Just tuck into him. Tuck into him. Don't let him come. Tuck into him. Hallelujah. While I talk to you about this guy here, Peter, I'm going to also talk to you about Mark 5. Praise God. Now, the man in Mark 5, you can put the text up or we can look at the text, jot it in your books. The man in Mark 5, the Bible says in the book of Mark 5 that no one could help that man. Hallelujah. Do we agree? No one could help that man. That man, by night, he was in torment. The Bible says he was cutting himself and he was screaming. The Bible says no chains could contain that man. No counselor could help him. No Levite could help him. No priest could help him. He was sent to a place of exile. Are you with me? Hallelujah. There are many of us that the devil sends us to a place of exile. And when you are sent to a place of exile, you're sent to a place of no return. Hallelujah. We see that Saul's son, Jonathan, he had a child, and the Bible said that that child had a disability. And that child with the disability was sent to a place of exile. Because people felt that if your child had a disability, it was a curse. It was a place where the child could never come back from. So the child was sent somewhere to just live and die. Hallelujah. And when, when David came into position, the Bible says that the king invited him to his table. Hallelujah. And he said basically, in other words, that whenever you want to eat, my table is here for you. Hallelujah. And we see God being illustrated through David. God rescued Jonathan's son from exile. Hallelujah. Exile is a place that can be in our mind. And when that exile is in our mind, it leaves us in a place where we can't be mobilized to move forward. We're ready to give up. We're ready, even when we're working, we're in exile. We feel that we cannot move forward. Hallelujah. I see people walking on the streets of Ghana and they're walking, but they're dead. You look into their eyes and they're dead. And all they need is they need a king. Hallelujah. They need a king that would invite them to the table. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this guy in Mark 5, he also was sent to the caves. He was sent to the caves to die. No one could rescue him. And we realize when you've been sent by the Holy Spirit with direction to rescue the people from the caves, the prostitutes, the drug addicts, the dealers, the, the women that are being abused, the men that are gamblers, those guys in exile, whenever you have a mission to go and rescue them, you will face a storm. 
Hallelujah. And we saw that in Mark 4. Praise God. So Peter is in prison. The difference was he had the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He had the Holy Ghost. And because he had the Holy Ghost, he was prepared to die. Can I get an amen? amen. But I also know that he knew God's work hadn't finished yet. Praise God. Because the personality and the character and the direction of God enables you to know even when you're go about to go through the fire, you know that fire ain't going to touch me because the work ain't over yet. Hallelujah. That marriage ain't going to mash me up because the work ain't over yet. That empty pocket is not going to make me depressed because the work isn't over yet. Me not having that degree as yet is not going to mash me up because the work is not over yet. Because I ain't got my wife or my husband yet, I'm not going to be depressed because the work isn't over yet. Hallelujah. 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 It's because you don't have the Holy Ghost why you get so stressed. Praise God. Check it out. Discern the spirit. Discern the ones that are babbling in tongues but have no love. Discern the ones that are babbling in tongues and they don't seem to be moving forward because they have not yet understood that when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's not just about the babbling. It's about the direction. It's about the personality and it's about the character. Hallelujah. 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 So he's in, he's in the prison cell. And he stayed with the direction. He stayed with the character. And he stayed with the personality. Not once did he swear. How many of us swear? You're not going to say, but you're lying, but it's okay. Hallelujah. How many of us get angry? How many of us get frustrated? How many of us, when things aren't going right, we go, oh man, oh man, oh gosh, oh gosh. How many of us do that? Peter was not even doing that. He just stayed and knew, I'm in the direction of God. I'm in the character of God. I'm in the, and I'm living in the personality of God. And God is going to make a way. Because he knew the stories of the Tanakh. He understood the Torah. So he knew who God was. He knew God wasn't going to change. He knew that the direction he was in was God's direction. That he knew he was going to live. He knew that even if he died, he was going to come alive again. Hallelujah. So Rhoda's house, they also were living in the direction, the character and the personality of God. Because one of their people has been arrested. Hallelujah. One of their people is put in exile. And check this out. There is no way a human being can get this man out of that prison because there was legions of military men stood around him. They were holding on to him. Isn't it interesting? Because in, in Mark 5, their man was possessed with legions of spirits. Hallelujah. Praise God. There was legions of men standing around the prison cell. When God gives you direction, it's always intentional. Hallelujah. 
It's never an accident. It's always intentional. God gave me a direction to come to Ghana and it was intentional that I met Bishop James. It was intentional that I met Doctor. It was intentional that I met the prophets. It was intentional. It was in God's plan. So in Rhoda's house, they had the same spirit, the same direction, the same character, and the same personality as Peter had. So they prayed. And the Bible says that an angel pushed through the prison bars, but the prison bars were still still. The angel pushed through the legionics of soldiers, and the soldiers still stood still. The same thing the angels did is what Jesus did when his men were in fear. The Bible says... When Jesus was crucified, his men locked themselves up behind the door. They were scared. They never wanted chunks to be pulled out of their flesh. They never wanted a thorn to be put on their head. They were scared. And the Bible says they were so scared that they never even went to the tomb to look for Jesus. It took a woman to do that. Come on, let's get up for the women. If they had heard Jesus knock on the door, they would have been scared. So Jesus never knocked on the door. Jesus just showed up. No natural man can. Hallelujah. It was the spirit that was in the beginning. And it was the spirit when Jesus came. And it is the spirit that was operating in Rhoda's house. And it was the spirit that was operating in the prison cell. And it is the spirit that is operating here. And the angel unraveled the chains and Peter arose and the angel opened the doors and Peter walked through the doors and keep walking and then the direction turn back round Peter the direction of the Holy Ghost never took Peter to go and lie down with his wife never took Peter to go and get a strong drink, drink and a marijuana spliff and settle down. The direction of the Holy Spirit took Peter to Rhoda's house. And when Peter went to Rhoda's house, despite them praying, they were in amazement as to what God had done. Hallelujah. And this is what happened when Jesus got to that place in Mark 4, Mark 5. When Jesus got to Mark 5, that man was held bound by these legions of spirits. And the only thing that can set people free is the personality and the character of God. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. You may go back, you may go back. It's really interesting. What really baffles me about that text, it reminds me a bit of myself. 
I believe I was like that, that man in Mark 5 in many different ways because I can most probably write an essay um, on that man in Mark 5 that, um, that he knew who Yahweh was. I can most probably write an essay on that and most probably get some credible people to agree with me. I believe that man knew who God was um, because I knew who God was and I ended up in a very similar situation. I was kidnapped, hallelujah, because the devil wanted me dead and I was kidnapped by gunpoint and I knew who God was but I chose not to follow him for whatever reason. So what, for whatever reason, this man in Mark 5 obviously ended up in this disposition. I believe that when you come out of the direction and the character and personality of God, you know, you are, you know, bound to end up in a situation. And my situation was, I got kidnapped, I got put in a car by gunpoint, I was bashed about, pushed about, I was taken to some flats, and they took me there to kill me. They took me there to kill me. And um, I, um, I was ready to die. I was ready to die. And um, I remember, you know, maybe two or three days in, I remember feeling like a, like a peace. I wasn't supposed to feel a peace, but I started to feel a peace. And these guys, every day, they were kicking me. They were jabbing me with heroin. They were putting me on the crack pipe. And I was partaking in all these things, because, and they were laughing at me. They were waiting for me to die. And um, it was like I was in exile. I couldn't get out of there. I just accepted the fact that I was going to die. And because I was raised in church, you know, the one thing is when I used to get into difficulties, I always used to turn to God. Praise God. And, you know, I always turn to God, and I'll be like, God, if... If you get me out of the situation, you know, I put down the drug deal, I put down the womanizer, I put down all these things, and I would cry out to God. And I had to be a big man amongst these guys, but deep inside of me, I was crying and I was saying, God, rescue me. And um, I'll never forget one morning, the guys, they were all high, they were resting, and someone came into the, into the flats, and they lifted me up, and they took me out. And I believe that was my first experience of having an encounter with an angel. The backstory was that my mother was living in the direction, the personality, and the character of Christ. And she was praying. Praise God. And it was her prayers that rescued me. Do you know I used to keep guns under my bed? And my mother would find them and throw them away. I used to keep cocaine in my home. Loads of cocaine. My mother would find it and throw it away. I was so wicked, but my mother always had an open door for me. That is the personality and character of Christ. People would tell my mum to give up on your son. And she would say no. That was the personality and character of Christ. And that's what we saw demonstrated through Hosea. Hosea had a clear mandate, a clear direction to marry Gomer. Praise God. And he did it. And he did it well. And at the last hour, when she was about to be spat out like vomit, God said, 
go and rescue your wife. And I had that moment. My mum was on her deathbed. And she was lying there. And I went into the hospital. And I started to sing. Precious Lord, take my hand. And she said, who's that? I said, it's Stephen. She said, Stephen, you're no good. Stephen, you're no good. You imagine, your mum is dying. And she said, Stephen, you're no good. But when she said that, God rescued me. When she said that, I dropped to my knees and I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time. I felt the conviction of God for the first time. A boy that was raised in the house of God became a womanizer, became a liar, became a cheat, became a thief, became everything bad. And I couldn't get out of that place. I was like the guy in Mark 5. When Jesus showed up, I put down the gun, I put down the chalice, I put down the marijuana, I put down the coke, I put down the money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this guy wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus said to him, no go, just go, just go. And that's like my story. At the age of 33, I made the decision to follow Jesus. And from since then, I've never turned back. Amen. 33. And I never turned back. What is God saying to you, church, today? You need to identify his direction. You need to live in his character and his personality. Then everything will go well for you. Okay. Bills will be paid. Tickets will come. Bricks will show up. If I had time, I could talk to you about supernatural favor. I was saying to the prophets last night that I was used to having everything. I lived out of hotels. I drove the best cars. And when I gave it all up, I experienced poverty. Because the devil was trying to get me frustrated for me to go back to my past life. And even now, for all the years of this new marriage, all I've experienced is attack. But we've kept moving forward. We've kept focused on direction, living in God's personality and character. And in it all, eventually, the devil just gives up. Praise God. He just says, do you know what? Rather than us wasting all our, all our resources on Stephen, let's just visit Stephen every three months. Hallelujah. Let's go and trouble someone else. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you today. The singing and the prophecies and the jumping up and down without love, without direction, without personality, without character, 
It's just noise. Praise God. And that's why I love this church. I love this church. When I walked into this church, this church is a model of what churches should look like. It's a model. It's a model. I came here and they was teaching me how to be healthy. They was telling me what to eat. They was talking about carbs and... Carbs and... Come on, tell me. Carbs and... Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And when you eat wauchi, you make sure you have your wauchi with some salad. Praise God. Doctor would say you must eat the salad before you eat the hard food. Praise God. This is what we're meant to do in the house of God. And I look at you and I see loads of students. So I see doctors and I see headmistresses and I see, I see police constables and I see bishops and I see teachers. This is what we need. The faith must be increased by the word of God, by our testimonies and by the Bible. Hallelujah. And when we do that, you will be living in the direction, enabling and enhancing and preparing these guys for the work of ministry. Hallelujah. Ministry in the doctor's surgery. Ministry in parliament. Ministry in the UN. The Lord is going to use all of you in an extraordinary way. Hallelujah. I have experienced it. I have experienced studying. I never did well in school. In school, I set fire to people's class exams because I never understood what we were learning. But I went to Bible college. And I did theology. And I got one more year to go. Give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My mom, my wife, she was a teenage mother. Okay. She was pregnant at 15. Okay. And today she's an apostle. When we sit down, we don't sit down and think about what we're going to eat. We don't even sit down and think about what night we're going to be in the bed together. We sit down and we live and we breathe the kingdom of heaven. We live in the direction of God. We live in the character of God. And we live in the personality of God. And if that's what you want, by the standing up on your feet, let's receive that today in the name of Jesus. Just raise your hands unto the Lord. And say, Lord Jesus, I want to be like you. Lord, you say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Lord, today, I want to be one of those laborers. Wherever you want me to go, I will go there. Because I know, when I have the Holy Ghost, all things are possible. So, Lord, I will be that doctor. Lord, 
I will be that school teacher. Lord, I will be that medical researcher. Lord, I will be that theologian. Lord, I will be that bishop. Lord, I will rescue the perishing and I will care for the dying. Lord, today, I present my body as a living sacrifice. Holy, holy, separate to the things of this world. I want to be acceptable unto you but this is my reasonable service I'm not a drug addict I'm not a drunkard I'm not a womanizer I'm not a player I'm not a prostitute I'm not going to conform to the patterns of this world but I am continuously going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind through my leader and through whoever he brings into this house and as I follow that direction a day will come when I will find my direction when I'm living in your personality and your character Lord fill me another time make me like you mold me shape me fill me fresh oil Lord fresh oil Lord give me a heart for the lost give me a heart for the Gomez a heart for the world Lord Jesus let me be like you you came into the world not to condemn the world but that the world will be saved help me Lord to rescue the perishing and care for the dying Let's make a triumphant sound unto the Lord.